Welcome to Capes and Critiques, where we give our two cents on comic characters and pop culture. This issue, we're counting down our top five DC villains in honor of Halloween. We're live. My voice actually cannot go high when oh. it comes to singing. Like oh. anything. Yeah, I can probably scream, but my voice can't go high. Damn. You ruined our intro. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Okay. What are we doing today, Chelsea? Today, <laughs> we are counting down our top five favorite DC villains. So, each of us has our top five. Uh, we don't know each other's top five at, at all. all. Yeah. Fuck you! <laughs> what do you mean, fuck you? I was speaking, and you interrupted by copying me, so I'm just saying. Anyway. To preface all of this, it's just our personal favorites. There's no real rhyme or reason. There really isn't. We each have our own personal reasons for our lists, and they each have their own moods, I guess, and their own, like, themes. So we'll see why each of us picked our top five. Yeah. Soon. Like, we were thinking, you know, Halloween, villains. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> this is an amazing idea. Until I sat there and I was like, I don't have a favorite villain. <laughs> I'm like, I never really thought it. Like, I like villains. Like, retroactively, like, oh, they were cool in this arc. They did some cool things. But I don't have, like, that villain that I'm always like, oh, my God, I love this villain. So. Yeah, it was kind of hard because when I was thinking of a list, I was like, what comics do I read? What arcs did I like? Who was the villain? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, the arcs that I like, the villains are lame or something like that. Yeah, like. Just, they weren't memorable. It was, the, it was, like, the obviously the heroes that were memorable. So I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, I liked Hush, but I don't like Hush as a villain. That's like, fair. Yeah, so I'm like, mm. But anyway, so it was it was harder than we expected it to be. And yes. we had to come up with our own criteria for what our favorite villain would really be. My f- top five list is based on villains that I'm excited to see. So when they show up, I'm like, oh my god, they're either going to like wreck everybody excitement or I'm just excited to see them because I really like them. So it's, it's kind of like an interesting combination of that. Yeah, mine's similar more so I like the interactions that they have with some of my favorite heroes. It's not so much like their evilness and like their evil <laughs> Correct. Doings, yeah. But for kind mine, of the relationships yeah. that have been formed. Okay, one of them, this does not exist, but you'll know in a second. But just, yeah. <laughs> okay, that was like the vaguest statement <laughs> you have ever said. Yeah, I don't think I've been direct a single day in my life. Yeah. Moving um, on. Okay. So, do you want to start us off? Okay, I can start off. My number five is Killer Croc. Oh, so, yay! <laughs> Little claps. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Um. So, in the back of my head, I'm like, I love this dude, especially, like, with the whole New 52 and coming into Rebirth now. And then looking into <laughs> Killer Croc, he hasn't done many memorable things, except get his ass beat by Bane. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> but Little Waylon... He has an interesting name, too. Waylon, Waylon. Jones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. Bullied his whole life. Ugh. I, I also mean, I also forget he's a Batman villain, technically. He's technically, technically in yeah, Batman's yeah. rogue gallery. What I really love about him now is what I tend to like about a lot of characters. Just, you know, own sense of morality. It's not just, like, complete and total wickedness. It's not complete and total, like, justice. It's just kind of, like, doing what he thinks is right in his own little twisted mind you know having genetic mutations of some sort being bullied most of his life whatnot family didn't want him you know your basic your basic batman villain 
issues <laughs> issues growing up, just like Batman himself. But the relationship that I am 100% behind is Killer Croc and Arsenal, which kind of started, which I want to say completely started in the New 52 run of Red Hood and the Outlaws. So for anyone who does not know or hasn't read New 52 Red Hood and the Outlaws or doesn't know anything about Roy Harper, he is written as an addict and so he is in recovery consistently not anymore but he is usually in recovery in new 52 you learn that waylon killer croc ends up being his sponsor because arsenal basically tried to goad killer croc into a fight literally lured him out of the fucking sewers is fighting him on some rooftop and just wants to die because he hates himself and then killer croc is like you're fucked up kid like I can definitely see that you're fucked up because in this case it's not heroin it's alcohol um he ends up being his sponsor he ends up recommend recommending him to AA meetings and he's even his sponsor through rebirth and he talks even though he's in jail and part of the suicide squad in rebirth um Waylon still maintains a connection with his um with his mentee is that what is that what they call them I think so yeah because Waylon is the sponsor yeah So he still maintains a connection with Roy through that kind of tries to extend a hand to Jason. So he's kind of has his own demons as everyone does, obviously, in superhero comics. Like you just don't end up in a superhero comic without having some shit. But I really like that characterization nowadays, especially since before I don't think there is anything really memorable (laughs) about Waylon other than living in the sewers. So. Other than being living in the sewers, being really, really dangerous because he was very, very strong. Yeah, but like he wrestled alligators. Yeah, like, it wasn't like yes, he's like scary in the sense to like your regular human being, but I don't think he was as intimidating as other hero, uh, oh, other no, villains yeah. that heroes go up against. Definitely, like he, but and he wasn't ever really a problem unless he went into the sewers for any reason or any other villain just kind of like try to use him for their own ploys, but. By himself, yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, I don't think he was ever something that um, Batman lost too much sleep over um, <laughs> compared to some of the other crazies running around Gotham. Yeah, especially if you have the Joker around, like, mm, you know what, a crocodile in the sewer. Yeah, who kind of live with that. kind of keeps to himself, <laughs> could rip people to shreds if he needed to, isn't really going around creating his own mass mayhem, like you said. Sometimes it's other villains in Gotham kind of like trying to team up with him and if, he, if it goes with his own wicked moral code because you know at the end of the day he lives in the sewer he's kind of fucked up um (laughs) he's gonna go along with it but now yeah so that's my number five killer croc mr whalen yeah good pick good pick i like it a little cheers (laughs) he almost made my list but like i had to limit my batman villains because my list was almost all batman villains and i was like i need to be better than this that's a mood yeah so so he got edged out by the two Batman villains that I kept on my list, but he was close. He was very close. I do Fair. like Killer Croc a lot, and for the, the reasons you stated. Yeah. I think it's really cool when they're able to give some positive aspects to certain villains where you know, like, okay, I'm never going to root for you to win, Yeah, but I can kind of, like, feel you as a person. Yeah, exactly. So... My number five, totally, completely different. Forget everything we just said about how much we like villains that we can sympathize with, right? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So my number five is Doomsday. All right. Yeah. All right. So it's going to be on most people's lists. Yeah. Because, again, going back to the fact that I chose mine based on who I'm excited to see. Mm -hmm. When Doomsday is in a comic, you know shit is going to go down. Like, like, you know, it It has to. (laughs) Destroy our worlds like barely anyone can stop this dude. Beat Darkseid in hand-to-hand combat. 
you don't fucking mess with doomsday okay like so whenever i see him it's like oh i'm like oh my god the end of the world it's coming like it, it's it's upon us whatever it's here doomsday it's here. Is. yeah and like doomsday versus superman still one of the best things i've seen in comics like and like the whole death of superman everything that that came from that amazing and just like clark having to face a villain that he literally could not beat usually he can only not beat a villain if they're using kryptonite but Doomsday didn't need that. He's just like pure power. I think as a villain, that's really amazing that like brute force is literally all he has. And like kind of like that adaptive nature that he can come back from literally almost any blow at any given time. In general, pretty, pretty badass villain. I'm always excited to see him written in a storyline. Super intimidating. And yeah, 10, 10. That's my number 10. And that's all I have to say about him because like, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> that's all he is. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like DC logic is the more times you die and get brought back, you're just going to be bigger, stronger, better, and better. better. Yeah, every time. Because, yeah, that that's him. And, like, his story is, like, super messed up. <laughs> his origin. Like, baby on hostile Krypton. Oh, you dead? Okay, gonna get your bones, clone you, do it again, over and over and over and over and over again until you get used to it, until you acclimate to this harsh environment and eventually become the, the strongest thing on this planet. And on then, most planets. And then eventually the strongest thing on every other planet that he encounters and destroys. Because if I was brought up that way and remembered every time I died, I wouldn't be the kindest person or thing in existence. And yeah, that's basically Doomsday. Just like really fucked up motherfucker. <laughs> that I think fuck that's shit fair. Up. I think that's fair. And yeah. At the end, you can sympathize with that. Yeah. That, oh, to, to an extent. extent. To an can. extent, definitely. To an extent, you can understand how some some creature can be so gruesome if they've never been shown a lick of kindness or like a glance of like compassion or affection in any sort of way just like hey yeah go go fend for yourself experiment time yeah. <laughs> but let's let's keep the emotions cuz let's just keep them in there like yeah it's like well you know we have to remember how much it hurt to die so you don't want to do that again like that's the one emotion he was programmed to always remember dying so like yeah no so. definitely understandable in <laughs> doomsday's context yeah i would try to kill myself probably <laughs> if i could remember every time i died so yeah just a badass villain and i'm always excited to see what havoc he brings to the comics <laughs> i know we're not power scaling but i can't believe he's like number five for you i know okay okay like fun fact literally i'm going down in power as i go down the oh list my God. so doomsday is the strongest character on my list my number one is like weak as shit doomsday could blow on them doomsday can sneeze on my number one and they would die and like that's fair but i love them so th no that's definitely it. <laughs> definitely again we're kind of doing a list however we want to do them but i just find it interesting because you read about doomsday on so many like top 10 villains x y and z because I mean, to combat the Man of Steel and win is a feat in it of itself. Completely. Exactly. Again, beat uh, Darkseid hand-to-hand combat and literally any universe or world he gets transported into when they're trying to get rid of him because they can't beat him gets destroyed. So, yeah, yeah he's a problem. <laughs> Moving on. All right. So keeping on my trend of Batman villains. <laughs> My number four, I think he actually would eventually get higher on my list, depending the more I know about him. But it's a relatively new villain. Okay. And I feel kind of basic, including him now after DC Nation came out, but whatever. Um, It's the Batman who laughs. Oh, how shocking. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> It's a good story, okay? Okay, it is. <laughs> and he's cool. I'm going to give it to you. He's cool. 
Yeah. Um, so the Batman Who Laughs is in this whole nonsense that we know as Dark Knight's Metal in both Rising, The Wild Hunt, and um, he also has his own um, solo comic written by Tinian, which is amazing because I love Tinian's storytelling, which is just that single comic is so much better for me storytelling than the way Snyder writes. Yeah. There's totally, too much happening. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, totally different writing styles. And I agree with you. Like, I just don't vibe with the way Snyder writes. I don't. Like, I Some like... Some people love it. They want... Yeah, they exactly. want, like, 50 chapters worth of, like... Material on a page. And I'm just like, mm, maybe not. And, like, I... To a certain extent, I enjoy the worlds he creates. But the stories themselves, I just don't really like how i read them like definitely yeah so don't really this is all from his like this is all from his like crazy mind which which i definitely appreciate yeah exactly like the worlds he creates are definitely interesting but the way that they're written it's just not the type of writing that i enjoy to read i mean no no offense sir like you do you you're like you're obviously doing really well (laughs) so the batman who laughs is Bruce Wayne from Earth-22. He is the product of Joker dying. What you learn when Joker dies is that he had this chemical that's been in his heart, like that he injected in his own heart or like placed in there so that when his last dying breath, whoever killed him would become the Joker. So Batman is there when Joker dies. So then that gas that's released from Joker ends up infecting that Earth-22's Bruce Wayne slowly... But surely, you know, (laughs) within a week, a week and a half, he has been Jokerized. He kills the Bat family and then he moves on to killing the Justice League and just about everyone else on Earth-22. That's That becomes this Bruce Wayne's goal is to just completely destroy the planet, essentially. And then he does it because he has all that knowledge because he gets to keep his sanity he gets to keep his intelligence um that's the worst way to say he doesn't get to keep his sanity he gets to keep (laughs) his intelligence like and being the world's greatest detective but his moral code is what's shifted which is why he makes a decision to kill the bat family first because he states that they would have noticed something wrong with him immediately and he can't have that so then he slowly makes his way to the justice league because he has files on everyone and he has all the weapons there to use on everyone um and so he just literally obliterates the justice league using uses black kryptonite on superman and john so they'll tear apart lois like he ends up jokerizing damien he's the only one that's kind of kept quote-unquote alive yeah he kills the other four but he jokerizes damien and that's not one of the robins you end up seeing later because the batman who laughs has three little robin gremlins who aren't really shown but he keeps them on leashes and they just also act like demented dog zombie jokerized things i think is the best way to describe them (laughs) because they're not even really people they're like little gremlins that like are rabid and look like little tiny robin jokers and what happens is how we get this man into our continuity is he's you know he's defeated all of earth 22 he's there it's done he's accomplished his mission and so then he gets reached out to by barbados some crazy madman we don't need to get into that um joker realizes 
I'm sorry I called him Joker, the Batman who laughs, Joker Bruce Wayne, (laughs) whatever we want to call him, realizes that there are multiple worlds that need conquering and multiple worlds that need destroying. So that's what he goes off and he does. And then into the multiverse and then into our verse. And Uh, I just... Is the the Bat who laughs still human, technically? Yeah. He's Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. No, just double checking, like, if there was any other, like, meta mutations that he went through. Okay. Not that was, like, overtly stated. It's weird because they're kind of made of like antimatter as well because the nth metal okay. is what okay. um is kind of like their kryptonite. Yeah. So it's not super like clear by the book on like what they're composed of, but it's still like Bruce Wayne. And I'm assuming like something kind of has to go on to traverse the multiverse, end up in our world and stuff. It's not like he's super like super strong and things like that. The primary foils like in Earth twenty two is he's just Jokerized. Okay. Um, Joker had specifically created that so that he would keep his intelligence. Because, I mean, it's going back to the age-old Joker obsession that they are better together, they complete each other, and that they are just two halves of a whole. Yeah, and that's exactly why the Joker's not on my list. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy-ass bitch. (laughs) Completely fair, because the Joker in Earth-22 died with Bruce Wayne after he had completely demolished all of Gotham because he had captured Earth-22 Batman before he was Jokerized and he was creating a quote-unquote new Gotham and he was creating these new Gotham citizens out of children in an alley which I'm assuming is crime alley where <laughs> Batman was tied up and gagged um, where his body couldn't move but his brain was completely active and um, Joker was just bringing in families shooting the parents and keeping the kids alive so that's what he's saying the best of you and the best of me so Batman's trauma and um, Jokerization yeah so I recommend the Batman Who Laughs to anyone. It's a totally dope comic. I really loved reading it and I would read it again. That's my number four. Traumatic. <laughs> I think he, he can definitely go places. Yeah, um, uh, definitely. Especially with an origin story like that. Traumatic. So, so my number four is Necron, the Black Lantern. Ooh. <laughs> Going by, again, characters i'm excited to see how can you not be excited to see necron in a comic like how can you not like especially obviously with how incredible blackest night was and the role he played in that and like enslaving the anti-monitor to like do his bidding as a black lantern amazing shook i was shook <laughs> like it's, yeah it's and, really nice to see the edit monitor being a little bitch yeah <laughs> someone else's little bitch so yeah not, like controlling everything. yeah instead of him like making the universe's bitch yeah it was nice <laughs> so yeah so necron if you don't know who he is is the epitome of death and he basically has space warping abilities time like space and time kind of manipulating abilities obviously he can control life and death death, um as the embodiment of death and he has no soul so you can't a lot of other entities cannot control him like the life entity cannot because he does he's soulless so he's not affected by anything the life entity does anything that has to do with like like the specter or anybody else that has anything to do with like manipulating someone's emotions you can't do that to him because he doesn't have a soul so the emotional spectrum obviously isn't like uh he's not affected by it as much as anybody else's and that's what makes him that dope ass villain in blackest night because he's so hard to defeat because of how ineffective the emotional spectrum is against him most of the time. The absence of emotion. Exactly. Since he's the absence of emotion, epitome of death, so on and so forth. So this motherfucker, anytime he comes up... (laughs) 
just like Doomsday is a problem just because the main people going against him and really anybody going against him has a distinct disadvantage when fighting him because he's not affected by a lot of uh, a lot of things that are effective in fights and in like most other cases um so him being kind of unique in that way is really awesome and i love to see him in story arcs and you know when hal jumps off of buildings to kill himself in order to be a black lantern you know awesome amazing things happen because uh, <laughs> idiot but anyway so like just any story arc he's in drives the characters around him to do extraordinary feats in order to defeat him and that's always incredible to watch so necron see my explanations for my villains super short <laughs> <laughs> tell the the story everything but uh, i'm i'm really simple-minded when it comes to villains apparently Just, shit's about to go down yeah is the response shit's about to go down um but that's only for these like again w- remember like i'll progressively get like less strong but more like character strong all right so, yeah necron 10 10 that's fair definitely blackest night and everybody should read blackest night yes everyone should definitely I think that's a go-to. So my number three is my only lady. So I'm kind of upset at myself. Yeah, it's Cheshire. So Jade Wynn. I just love her as a character. I love her as much as I love to hate her. Um, she's that's definitely <laughs> <laughs> She's definitely a problem 99.9% of the time. Just super skilled hand-to-hand combat. Poison specialist. Loves to put them on her nails. Attack people with them. You know, all that fun stuff. Um, now I but- know the true reason you like her. <laughs> poison nails (laughs) yeah you know what what can a girl do it's just my bread and butter poison nails (laughs) but i also enjoy um the relationship that's been built up over which doesn't exist right now but it just has a really strong history jade and um arsenal roy harper who have a very tumultuous relationship and just a very interesting kind of affection and love for each other even though they're sometimes working together sometimes not working together sometimes he's undercover sometimes she doesn't give a shit but they end up with leanne harper who out of everything jade still loves her even though she's jade even though she's cheshire even though she's in jail whenever she's in prison roy still brings leanne to visit her and they just have like Leanne does have a positive relationship with her and I love like how badass she is and how like super villainess she is like willing to do anything to get the job done and still loves her daughter. So I just think she's a dope character and I get super excited when she shows up. Super excited. I just realized two of my villains are in here because of Roy Harper. Yeah, I was about to comment on that, (laughs) but I'm glad that you said it for me. Uh, But I was like, damn, Roy, that's (laughs) direct connection to Roy. Automatic like favorite um yeah what my honorable mention has a direct (laughs) connection to roy harper as well well shit (laughs) so here we are well okay i mean kind of similar to that and i think the reason that we like certain villains a lot of the time is because of their influence in stories obviously and their influence on our favorite characters right definitely so i mean obviously necron had a huge influence on everybody in the fucking (laughs) dc universe and same with doomsday just like the way that your characters have to like react to that and adapt to that so my number three leading into that is sinestro okay yeah so i if you do not know i'm a hal jordan stan i love hal (laughs) jordan like i love him so that's why to me sinestro is such a good villain um not just for hal but for like the core in general because he used to be the best lan- the best Green Lantern, like revered by everyone, the Guardians, all other Green Lanterns as the epitome of what a Green Lantern should be. 
And yet this mofo turns around and stabs literally everybody in the back. And it's like, you know what, guys? I'm disillusioned with this whole green thing. And like, I'm going to go rule the universe with fear instead because that's more effective than being nice. Um, And so he becomes a yellow lantern, uh, establishes his own core like most of the other lantern corms, really. But like he's the first one to go out and try to unlock any of the other parts of the emotional spectrum um, and chooses fear because that's the direct counter to will. And I've just always found him to be a very interesting and fascinating villain um, for his relationship with Hal and the rest of the core because they have a very complicated relationship because like, yeah, he's the villain. I have to defeat him. But at the same time, he was my friend and my comrade and I still have respect for him. Um, And so that complicated relationship is really an interesting thing to see anytime Sinestro comes up in a comic. So even though he's a very frequent villain, he's always an impactful villain for the most part, um, which I really appreciate. Yeah, Val Sinestro, 1010. <laughs> I definitely agree because my number two is Parallax and Sinestro. Yeah, I put them together. Yeah, I feel like you I was, can't have one without the other. Yeah, so. I was I was thinking about it, but then I was like, yeah, but then Parallax, I'd have to go into the whole, like, Hal being Parallax, and I didn't want to go into that. But yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Because for like, me, it's more specifically, like, obviously you can love them separate as, like, villains. Yeah. But I think they work at their best, obviously, obviously together. Yeah. <laughs> so the Parallax and Sinestro combination, I think, is, you know... A lord of fear. They don't call people that for nothing. <laughs> I think as you as you touched upon Sinestro's will, which is why he starts off as the Green Lantern. Correct. But that will to be able to I mean, he ruthlessly makes his way into it like being a Green Lantern, but like that ability to be able to like seep his way in and then be like, fuck all of this. Yeah. I'm gonna do my own shit. And like, you know what, you're not gonna follow me, it's okay. I'll find someone to follow me. Um, and he does. He has his own core, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and one of the things which is really similar to Cheshire, but is Sork Natu. I love how, despite being this gritty and, like, often, like, careless for other people, like, person, he still has an affection towards his daughter. Yeah. Which is something that you often do not keep when you're, like, a supervillain. You're kind of like, well, fuck everyone, but he still has this sort of... Um, compassion to her even though she's green lantern yellow lantern bounces around like her dad whatever yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i think it's a it's a really good bond and just like parallax i don't think you get more fucked up than parallax like fear <laughs> yeah like, when because like you could talk about parallax and how jordan which i know you don't like talking about <laughs> i mean it was a okay i accept that arc and what it and what it was especially because we got kyle out out of it so like i'm i i've accepted it but it's just kind of like fuck man poor hal <laughs> sucks it just sucks yeah definitely but like for me like my concept for such a long time of hal jordan is like fucked up like just crazy lantern killer like, yeah a lot of parallax. people yeah a lot of people's first impression of how was that because they ended up starting to read when it was like parallax how and obviously that's why a lot of like that gen is like oh my god kyle because kyle's the hero in that story yeah like, and he, he does like extend a hand to <laughs> <laughs> he 
just reach out to to Hal when needed and when Hal's able to do so and not a crazy murderer. But I think Parallax, you know, that embodiment of fear, there's nothing more fucked up than turning everyone's anxieties into extreme terror. Yeah, yeah, and I, I completely agree. And that's, yeah, that's the same reason Sinestro and Parallax. And Sinestro, again, also has, like, a strange compassion for humanity because, like, at the end of the day, he'd rather save the world than destroy it. Yeah. At the end of it, he just he wants to rule. He wants order. He wants order, and, and he's not a, exactly. And he thinks that fear is the way that he's gonna find order in the world and get order into the world. But he doesn't want to destroy the world, which is again another thing that I found really interesting. Because like he, like you said, he's he really doesn't care for other people's lives. Like that's not a thing he worries about. But at the end of the day, he'd rather save the world than destroy it because he wants order in the world over destruction and chaos. So yeah, because there's nothing to rule if there's if nothing. Yeah, exists. exactly, exactly. Um, so that kind of weird. His own kind of ethical moral code is interesting. Yeah, which is... And when it gets played upon correctly. Definitely, because that's what I was about to say. That's why um, writers are able to kind of... It doesn't flip-flop often, but they're able to, like, insert him as a yellow lantern and if needed play more upon the fact that he used to be a green lantern and like play that up if needed because at the end of the day like it is that will that allowed him to be who he is Correct, which is like yeah. it's not really someone you should idolize but he's there <laughs> he's there um and he's the, that's why he's my number two but specifically in the context with parallax i think he's his scariest he's his strongest and most ruthless because i mean that's obviously what, parallax yeah, yeah that's what they do together so because like parallax how jordan not generally my cup of tea but parallax and uh like sinestro working with parallax bomb yeah i bomb, mean bomb. it vibes a lot better and even if it goes, even if Parallax's kind of, Parallax's influence goes against a lot of what Sinestro would normally do, it still falls into the vein of like his ultimate goal. So like that's why I think they they vibe better than he ever did with Hal. Yeah. Hal was just a crazy mofo when he was Parallax. Yeah, because he just played possessed. upon his fears. Exactly, exactly. And and again, Sinestro has a handle on that. Sinestro is the one who tapped into fear first. Yeah. Obviously, other than Parallax, it's Parallax. Yeah, <laughs> is Parallax fear. is from the beginning of the universe. E- exactly, so. exactly. I don't think you count him. As- yeah, uh, yeah, so like the first uh, other <laughs> to tap into the f- fear was Sinestro. So yeah, so that, that wombo combo is not yeah. something I would like to go against myself. I think so. at the time that Parallax Hal, like there wasn't even the notion that Hal should be able to like fully master yeah, yeah. fear. Like we've seen him now with like the full range of the emotional spectrum that we're seeing that Hal has various times and in different timelines been able to master fear. I think if we saw that with him, like... If some, if he went crazy again and was able to fully like succumb and like be in charge, I think we would also see another destruction of the universe because Hal Jordan could if he w- went crazy. Yeah, he really could, especially at this point and like where his power is at right now and and rebirth. Mm-mm. <laughs> yeah, Mm-mm. I don't want him. As a, <laughs> I don't want him going up against me. Let me tell you, I don't want him with any other ring. Just stay with Green, buddy. <laughs> stay with Green. Stay with Green. Be good. Flap into the distance. Um. Okay, so my number two is Bane. Oh, my gosh. The man who broke the bat. (laughs) I honestly thought you were going to say back. Back. (laughs) The backbreaker. Yep. Backbreaker, batbreaker. Both. He He did both. So Bane is a scary dude. Not just physically venom pumped up Bane scary. Like, he is also really, really smart. 
And he's smart enough that Ros- he almost beat Rosal Ghul in a game of chess. And he's like, damn, you're almost as smart as the detective. And a lot of people forget about that just because he's like this big beefy man. It's like, oh, he's just all like beef and power. And he's best known for breaking Batman's back. But he also pretty much took over all of the Gotham underground when he when he arrived in Gotham after escaping from Pena. Pena, I forgot the rest of the prison's name, but the one he was raised in. Yeah, after escaping his prison. Yeah, after escaping from prison. And yeah, he just rolled into Gotham, took over everything, broke Batman's back, and was like, YOLO, I rule the world. <laughs> and he did that because he's extremely intelligent, ruthless, and very, very strong. So Bane, to me, is like Batman's best villain, I think. Because Joker is great and all in his craziness, and like that's what he's known for and stuff. But like, if you want a strategic villain that challenges Batman, like Joker challenges Batman's morality and sanity, right? Definitely. That's what he does. Bane challenges Batman and the things that he has prowess in, which is his strength and his intelligence. Bane challenges him in both of those fronts, and that's why I think he's such a great Batman villain and a great villain overall. Again, all the arcs he's been in or has been main in have been arcs that I have enjoyed reading. So every time I see him come up and he is the one in charge, he's the one doing the plotting and planning. I'm excited to see like where his where his plot ends, where it goes. I'm excited to see his encounters with Batman because Batman has to fight Bane very differently from everybody else because Bane is so much stronger than he is. Just flat out he is while still maintaining being a human being. So he's like, how do defeat Bane and not kill him because he's human? <laughs> uh, that's always really interesting to me in Batman Bane fights. In addition to Batman having to stay on his toes with Bane um, in the way he plots and plans and, st- and strategizes different strikes because sometimes even Batman has to really like look at something that Bane is doing to be like, okay, where is he planning? Because he's a really, really smart guy. And so if you play upon Bane's, those two strengths in Bane, you can write some bomb-ass stories, which have been written with him in it. And so that's why Bane is my number two. I think you're definitely correct that too often people um, forget that Bane has other capabilities other than his, like, body. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he's large and intimidating, and I think King did a really good... I was about to say that. that. Yeah, the I Am Bane arc, um, it was one of the first arcs in a while that has really utilized both Bane's strength and intelligence in like a really exciting way and an interesting way. Um, So if you haven't read the I Am Bane arc in the 2016 Rebirth run for Batman by Tom King, you should. Like, I really, really enjoyed that arc. And if you enjoy Bane as a villain and written well as a villain, in a sense that all his strengths are really utilized in a story arc, then that you should probably read that like definitely recommend it yeah i think it has really good i'm a sucker for parallels it has really good (laughs) parallelization is that a word (laughs) parallelization (laughs) yeah i think it's one of um it's a really good story written by king and i'm mad at him so it's a lot for me to say that right now same same (laughs) hardcore same so that's that's why bane is my number two because he just challenges batman all the right ways that i find really interesting all right so moving on to my honorable mention, because I make it, <laughs> if I get into multiples, I'll just talk about every single new god that's ever been a villain. <laughs> so we're not going to get into that. We're not going to get into Kalibak. We're not going to get into Fury. We're not going to get into Grail. We're just going to talk about my new main man. <laughs> <laughs> Your new main man. <laughs> Deathstroke. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I'm glad I put that barf in next to me so I can throw up. <laughs> Go, continue. 
I don't even know. <laughs> to, I don't know how to follow that up. Oh my goodness. I want to distance myself from early <laughs> versions from, of Slade Wilson. From early pedo Slade Wilson. Okay. Definitely, definitely want to distance myself from that. I just think, obviously, a little, a little OP at times because he is, as everyone is called the world's greatest assassin, um, world's greatest fighter. Like these titles are thrown around DC all the freaking time. Everyone's the world's greatest something. <laughs> but I think at the end of the day, he can be a compelling character. His progeny is interesting. I love his daughter. I love Rose Wilson. Um, I am recently enamored with the Batman Deathstroke versus Batman arc that was running in Deathstroke. And I think similarly with like not to the physical extent as Bane, but in the intellect, he is able to kind of like fuck with Batman in a way where um and like other bat family members but it's just more so (laughs) (laughs) at the end of the day it's the payday for I almost called him Wade (laughs) well I mean Deadpool was modeled after him (laughs) yeah I was like Wade (laughs) but at the end of the day Slade is like after that payday and you know he's gonna finish a job not finish batman or some of the other bat family members but i think it's a fun read and i like the way he looks these days definitely do <laughs> she's just vomiting over here so oh. we're never gonna record again because there's vomit on everything i'll just keep making gagging noises while you talk about slade yeah so and praise him <laughs> so we are done with slade wilson please go read <laughs> <laughs> please go read deathstroke Versus 2016, Batman. yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, so let's just distance ourselves from... Any other Slate interpretation? Yeah, that From early Slate, yeah. 10, let's 10, just, let's 10, just forget. I wasn't, I wasn't old enough to read at that time. <laughs> um, no one was buying me comics at that time, so let's just move on. Yeah, so as you can tell, I don't like Slate. But anyway, that's, <laughs> that's a story for another day, and today's not that day. <laughs> so my honorable mentions, I have two. Uh, so my first honorable mention is Killer Croc. Which is why I was cheering for your number five. So that's why I was like, he just, he literally just got edged out by Bane. Like, just edged out. All right, all right. So I was a big toss-up between them, and I was like, no, like, I really just admire, like, Bane's intelligence. So I was like, okay. And you got to talk about him. So don't. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And you, you, you got to talk about Croc and, you know, praise him and everything. So I won't say much about him, but I do enjoy his character um, and kind of the ambivalence and the the fact that for the most part, he's just a Croc in the sewers who wants to live a peaceful life in the sewers away from people because people have always hated him. Definitely. And that's completely understandable. I, mean, I, too, would live in isolation if I could. Oh, I thought you were going to say I, too, would have bullied him because I think I would have bullied him. Like, oh, he had no. <laughs> Bruh. He, okay. I'm I don't know. Ki- like, I don't know. He had scales on the side of his head and, like horn protrusions on his forehead and like fucking creepy looking eyes let's be real i was not inviting him to my birthday party (laughs) well i don't know if i would have bullied him i probably would have just ran away from him uh (laughs) but either way i always found him really interesting we do get to see and explore him um which has happened a lot more frequently in rebirth and things like that um and injustice he got married to orca recently yeah and he defeated one of my least favorite villains ever raz al ghul he even orca ate him and it was great <laughs> he almost made my list and we would have listened to so much more gagging if i had <laughs> talked about the al ghuls so yeah, i saved like, everyone by not bringing it up 
<laughs> yeah like fuck all of them yeah i just don't like them i don't vibe with them like that's just my opinion if you do i understand why you would but nah nah not for me not my cup of tea not about it anyway killer croc amazing killed raz al ghul 10 10 totally did not make sense because you should not be able to kill raz but like on yeah. your wedding day you exactly. can get away with anything exactly so human orca showed him <laughs> all right they showed him for trying to manipulate them anyway so killer croc like him a lot my second honorable mention is scarecrow and apparently i have a thing for villains that fear like is their thing um but <laughs> or I, batman yeah or batman so the the reason they're honorable mentions because they're originally on my list and i was like no jealousy too many batman villains like get your life together so i took them off and now they're just honorable mentions but i really do enjoy scarecrow and just him being not the embodiment of fear but trying to be the embodiment of fear um as a human just like a regular ass little little human trying to study fear understand fear and use fear as someone who tries to manipulate fear through chemistry, through science and uh, all these things and tries to take down Batman because Batman is the fear in Gotham. He brings fear to all the vil- to all the rogues, to all the city, to everybody. Everyone's afraid of Batman and that's the way Batman likes it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> little Mr. Crane is like, no, I'm going to make him afraid of me and everything else. And... You know, usually that doesn't work out for him, but when he, the couple occasions that Batman has been affected by the fear toxin to an extent that he's kind of like lost control of himself have been really interesting and seeing Batman being the one on the receiving end of all the fear that he pretty much puts into everybody else. So I've always found Scarecrow interesting in that sense, even though I think he's a pretty underutilized villain for being such a kind of foil to Batman in the same sense that they both use fear. And try to use it in different ways. And just kind of like that exploration is really interesting to me in Scarecrow. And yeah, that's why he's my honorable mention. Definitely. I think the aftermath, not only for Batman, but for a lot of other heroes that are in Gotham that come into contact with Scarecrow and the Toxin. Oh, like when Supergirl was affected by Fear Toxin? I was like, "Mm." (laughs) mmm. No, even when in the Batgirl run, when Babs and and Steph and all that. It's just, I mean, it's. It's tough shit. Yeah, it's tough for them to literally have to be forced to face their fears in that sense. And so I think that that's why he's underutilized because you could explore so many aspects of a character through him in a lot of different ways. Solid. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So my number one has already been dissed on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) What? He has already been dissed by my co-host number five. It's Darkseid. So... I didn't diss him. It's not my fault that I know. Tuesday I know. I'm being dramatic. It's crazy. Per usual. Um, drama- I don't even stand Doomsday, okay? Like, I don't care. <laughs> I love my new gods. I love every single one of them. In a different way, obviously. I'm not trying to be all cuddly and snuggly with Darkseid. Um, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> but I think if and when it were ever to happen, the anti-life equation is to be feared amongst all things i mean dark side is like being able to take free will and control your reality like that's just that's beyond beyond my personal comprehension i also like he's a staggering like eight fucking feet tall like what the fuck (laughs) what the hell but like the god dark side yeah he's dark side (laughs) he is the god killer like he inserted himself into the this 
new god reign like this new generation because he was an old god and he was like fuck this i'm tired of all of it i'm gonna be part of all the murder and now i'm gonna lead my half of hell over here with the, with this new race kind of at an apocalypse and those omega beams not to be joked with definitely not but not only do i think he's a super hella strong like character but i think that just the connection and like the overlap with other characters is amazing like the female furies granny goodness who is not so good if anybody doesn't know <laughs> you're like oh my gosh a sweet little granny no 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 she tortures people in an orphanage also the constant like headbutting with new genesis and apocalypse so dark side is the head of apocalypse high father is the head of new genesis and it is like the tried and true heaven and hell god versus the devil you know um and so then they switch babies to stop a war i know you know that's what that's what new gods do they have kids all the time so like hey here's my firstborn here's your firstborn here's a truce let's swap them so i think the stories are compelling i love anything jack kirby has written i think it has a world to be explored <laughs> dark side's definitely too overpowered sometimes not to doomsday but <laughs> uh this is true doomsday took his omega beams head on and was like shrugged Try off me. <laughs> Yeah, most people do not react that way. Okay, Doomsday is on another level that we don't understand or comprehend. But in general, if I hear or see, hear the, even if I like read the name Darkseid in a comic, I'm like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because he came onto this world because he exists on the fourth world, which you need um, the technology of the mother box and a boom tube to to be able to come into any of our worlds. So that's why Apocalypse is just like a hellfire pit, just constantly raising and creating like warriors to be able to take on other worlds because that's what Darkseid wants. He wants to be a cosmic ruler, as many of our villains do. It's just kind of scary that Darkseid has the potential of being able to do that one of these days. I yeah. say as if he's out there in the fourth world. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's that's exactly why he's so scary and that's exactly why he's a problem. Anytime that he's mentioned or talked about, I'm like, oh my God, if he comes, like, there's just a lot of things that could go wrong and could happen with dark side and everything and at the end of the day everyone that the na- dark side instills fear into pretty much everybody yeah because you're you don't know you don't know like is he i think because it's the anti-life equation which when you insert concepts and things into like continuity like that that can exist like not only is the mother box like this fucking amazing technology that can do literally anything these days but then you have like the anti-life equation which isn't fully um like explained in terms of like how far it can go but it can give dark side that cosmic domination and he's done something similar to before he's manipulated his own son just to see the fallout of the anti-life equation when orion had it he was like you know what let's pretend let's pretend he won just to see how fucked up this whole shit's gonna get <laughs> got really fucked up orion got fucked up and then dark side was like hey my turn and he just doesn't like he has children left and right i don't know who the hell's sleeping with dark side but he has children <laughs> left and right and he uses them continuously just for his own progression to be able to dominate whatever he sees fit and everyone go read mr miracle thank you (laughs) so yeah that that was my number one (laughs) this has been a sponsored ad for mr miracle (laughs) fuck you tomkin but please like what the fuck man
uh no i figured with your obsession with, i don't even know why i'm opening my phone to like look at my number one as if i don't know who the <laughs> who it is <laughs> but um but yeah dark side that's a that's like a decent number one that's a good number one that's a number one people would expect of number one villains in dc <laughs> my number one is nothing so forget cosmic influence forget being able to destroy and level cities at a glance forget holding power that is intimidating and scary to everybody else am around i gonna hate you. this huh am i gonna hate this i don't know <laughs> It's very predictable, if you know me. So, technically, she's a villain. Oh! oh I swear! I swear! <laughs> technically, according to Wikipedia and everything else, she is a villainess turned anti-hero recently. <laughs> so, my number one villain is Catwoman. <laughs> I am going to hate this. <laughs> Continue. So, remember how I said descending order of power? So, yeah, like, Darkseid could look at Catwoman, like, not even use his powers, just look at her. He, she'd probably die. Because she's just a regular human being. She is a burglar. And that's that's what she's... A- but remember when I said my list was based on who I'm excited to see in a comic? I'm no... I'm excited to see Catwoman more than, like, 90% of characters ever. So she she just had to be my number one. And although she's technically not a villain anymore, considering how many times, like, she's helped out the Batfam, and considering her status currently now as an anti-hero and her own run, and also, like, in all the stuff she had been doing in Batman before, she's mostly an anti-hero now. But she still kills people, and she still steals, and she still breaks the law, and she still does a lot of things that a villain would do. And I am just a hardcore Catwoman stan, and I love her. And she just she just had to be my number one villain. And now I'm ready to be dragged for my disapproving choice by my co-host here, who is looking at me <laughs> very disapprovingly. So, what you gotta say? <laughs> As recommended by my legal counsel, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking comment. <laughs> I told you I'm, I, I'm ready to disappoint everybody everywhere with my number one choice. I knew it. Like I sensed it. There was there was a shift in tension. I think when they started, I knew it. 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 it is very, very, extremely jealousy to select Selena Kyle as her number one villain out of all DC content. <laughs> And that's what I have to say about this. <laughs> yeah. Because how are you going to fault a bitch for liking a bitch, you know? <laughs> that's fair. I was like, because like, I honestly don't really like any like DC female villain. Not for the most part. I hate Talia. Lady Shiva's okay sometimes, but she was another Batman villain. So I was like, meh, maybe not. Um, and just, I don't know. I just, I've always loved Catwoman, regardless if she's literally killing people or being nice with Bruce or the rest of the Bat fam. But I think that um, as far as characters who influence the Batverse, she's up there. She's always kind of had a hand in a lot of the major events that have to do with Batman and the rest of the Bat family. Even for Battle of the Cow, when Bruce was technically dead, she was still around and Dick still called her to help them out with the new Batman that wasn't really Batman, a.k.a. Jason. (laughs) (laughs) A.k.a. gun-toting Batman. And so she's always just been a constant figure in Batman, which is obviously my favorite comic like i don't think it i think we're both batman trash and i think most people are just because he he's 
been around everywhere. for so long <laughs> and every and like he's been around for so long and he's been everywhere and he's been in everybody's business like you can't read a comic without knowing who batman is in that sense she's really heavily influenced a lot of storylines she's been in a lot of story li- in a lot of major storylines and played a role in a lot of things and so villain or not she's always been there and always been interesting and i've always really really enjoyed reading her and that's why she's my number one villain technically you've also very 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 always 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 enjoyed looking at her so like you should include that as a contributing <laughs> factor let the people know you yes. are biased <laughs> i'm hardcore bias i'm in love with catwoman like hardcore bias like i th- like just i knew i was bi because i was in love with catwoman like what do you want from me <laughs> Like, I love her. And so if you ask me to pick a villain, technically, I don't love any villain (laughs) to that extent. So it had to be Catwoman. Logically, it had to be Catwoman. Always excited to see her. And, like, she's just not going to be the top of a lot of people's list. Like, you can't compare her in Doomsday. Like, you can't do that. You can't. But I think that's what's good about not, like, needing to power scale right now. Because then we would end up with the same fucking list with the same top five people. Exactly. And that's why this was a personal list. Like, who we as as individuals enjoy reading and enjoy seeing in comics as villains and if someone cares about our opinions like the two people who are listening right now (laughs) thank you i mean let me know what's up like do you also favor catwoman this way like what up like is this is your favorite villain also a weak mortal (laughs) (laughs) who are you dark side (laughs) weak mortal like (laughs) Must control. But yeah, but at the end of the day, like, and this is our personal list. I'm sure everyone has a different favorite villain. I I don't think it really makes sense for you to be like, yeah, this is my favorite villain because they're the strongest. Technically, like, you're not going to fight that. I'm not going to fight anybody on Catwoman being stronger than everybody else. Like, yeah, I just really, really like her. And that's why she's my favorite villainess. Technically. No, it's true. And I I don't think DC has a lot of, like, amazing villainesses. Because I almost just shoved Poison Ivy in my list to be like, you know what? Let me talk about a badass bitch. Like, let's go. (laughs) Um, Because, like, I can't, like, I can kind of stand granny goodness that way. But then, like, if I started putting a new god anything, my entire list was going to be new god. And I was like, we can't. We can't do this. Yeah. Like, after I put in Necron and Sinestro, I was about to put in Atrocitus, too. And I was like, nope, too many Green Lantern (laughs) villains. I have to. So then I was like, no, no more than two villains for like one specific hero or like specific verse so yeah because definitely you could fall into that trap super easy yeah because to a certain extent all villains are interesting in their own way because they're all different characters like you you can find an interesting fact about almost any character right so it's like the interesting facts that interest you and that's what makes up our top five list cheetah we forgot fucking cheetah she's an amazing woman she is an amazing woman and she was almost on my list as well I looked at her and I was like, but do I like her enough? Yeah, to be like top I like five? her extrapolated from her her story. I love Correct. her as a concept. Correct. I also love Cheetah as a concept. I love big cats and I love women. Like, come on. Apparently you that you, you would think you oh would think. Oh my god, this cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. You would think that that would like blend together. And also, yeah, they were really similar, Catwoman and Cheetah. <laughs> All but, right. Yeah. So I, I did think about it. Like all you Cheetah fans, you go you because I I like her. I enjoy her as villain. Yeah. She's cool. But not enough to make it on my list. I'm sorry, guys. Maybe if I did top 10, Cheetah would be in there. But we did top five because I, I think doing top 10 would probably kill us. So. Oh, yeah. Five. I have five new gods ready to go. <laughs> Let's go. But I cannot talk for an hour about new gods because it'll just be me here being like, you know what? No, we don't need this. We, don't, <laughs> we do not need this. <laughs> so that's that's it for our list. Hopefully someone agrees. 
with some of our choices because not everyone's going to agree with all of it. But I like our picks. I was completely surprised by most of your list. Like, I didn't think you were going to go that way. Oh. Hmm. Like, Catwoman made sense. Yeah. Once you mentioned, like, once you started talking, it made sense. But, like, the order? Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Descending power. But just, like, you know, who am I excited to see in a comic? That's that's literally what I based it off. Because, again, I don't have any strong feelings towards any villain except for Catwoman. That's and like, I mean, fair. Yeah. And, I mean, Bane. Bane is really cool. Over half of my list was apparently influenced by Roy Harper. So. Yeah. So, I mean, there you go. There it is. There we are. It's who we are as people. <laughs> that is, that is. And I, I mean, our favorite characters obviously would lead to our favorite villains. So that makes complete sense. But anyway, so if you have a favorite villain that we didn't mention, which you probably do. <laughs> <laughs> with the way our list went, the way our list- there are probably a lot of other villains out there. That could eat some of my villains, okay? So Jade's getting eaten. Cheshire's bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, like like I mentioned before, Catwoman's gonna get stomped. Like, poor girl. <laughs> so you can hit us up on our Twitter page, Caped Critiques. That's uh, C-A-P-E-D, Caped, and then Critiques. <laughs> yes! <laughs> we are called Capes and Critiques, but that name was taken on Twitter. <laughs> so we went with Caped Critiques. <laughs> or you can shoot us an email at capesandcritiques at gmail.com. Definitely. Someone will respond to yes. something. Yeah. I mean, come talk to me about New Gods, please. Like, no one loves them <laughs> as much I as I do. I think people really like them. <laughs> as much as I do? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. A lot of people really enjoy New Gods, but I don't know about as much Yeah, everyone's right. like, yeah, New Gods be dope. Like, whatever. So I'm hoping that this New Gods film, that whenever the hell DC gets their <laughs> continuity shit together with their films, their live action films, it won't be a total bust. Because I'd be happy with, like, any other new god other than Justice League because I, mm, <laughs> I think I'm having an aneurysm. So, <laughs> moving on. Please just hit us up. Give us something to do. Our jobs are boring. Yeah, they really are. But this is fun. So, I hope you've enjoyed this and see you next issue.